0: Today, the Supreme Court comes down with another landmark decision. More states clamp down on COVID restrictions, and the NBA involves themselves in the Black Lives Matter debate. It's got a lot coming up, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Jason Buttrell, Chief Researcher of the Glenn Beck Programme. Um, we, that's just a fancy title for like, hey, we don't want to read all these stacks of paper. <laughs> <laughs> we'll I mean, straight to up. Read through and sift through. Uh, also, once again joined by the lovely Lauren Chen, Blaze TV host of Pseudo-Intellectual with Lauren Chen. Thank you so much for having for, me. Uh, thank you for being here from Canada. Yeah. All the way from Canada, you came back down to see us. Mm -hmm. During the pandemic, that's how much I missed you guys. I know, (laughs) we're glad you're here, and thank you for joining the, we like to call ourselves the Expendables here at the studio. (laughs) Everyone else, safe at home, us, we're just the Expendables here uh, in studio every day, risking our lives for you, the viewer. Uh, All right, we've got a lot coming up. So the Supreme Court, we talked about yesterday about uh, their abortion case decision. Um, that, yeah, I know, I can already mm-hmm. see Jason's face he was just going to go off on if I give him the opportunity. Uh, I ch- I,
1: they were like, you want to come on the show yesterday? I was like, no, because of this case, <laughs> and I might lose it and cuss all over the camera right there. And so. That's good for ratings, that's he fine.
0: Is- uh, but uh, Chief Justice John Roberts actually, of course, sided with the liberals. I know you're not even supposed to say that anymore. Just with saying, his own. He is, right, he yeah. is a liberal at this point, I think we can say. However, today uh, he again jumped the aisle, and he cited with the conservatives on the Supreme Court in this landmark decision issued today, striking down a Montana law preventing taxpayer-funded scholarship money from going to the state's religious schools. So uh, he, of course, authored the opinion. He, uh, he said that it, this was backing a Montana tax credit scholarship program that gave families $150 in state tax credits if they chose to donate to a scholarship program to help other families afford to attend religious or private schools. Um, It's very interesting. It's very interesting to see John Roberts go back and forth, uh, swing down the aisle. And uh, I I don't really find a rhyme or a reason for it. (laughs) But as far as this particular uh, decision goes, Jason, are you are you pleased with it?
1: Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, I can't Figure him at out, out at all. Um, I mean,
0: I'm I, at this point. I'm like, who has what on him? Right? I Like, he, yeah. someone's got to have some dirt on him because I'm thinking, nothing makes sense.
1: I'm thinking he was probably telling his wife, "Hey, I'm going to vote against this," and then she was like, "You realize your grandkids are in religious schools?" <laughs> and he was like, "Oh crap, that's right." And i was just in the aisle. That's the only thing I can think of for this one. Um, but on point, I this is great. Uh, I think that especially uh, I've seen we've seen a lot in you know Catholic schools. It seems like it's just the, the left hates them. They're mm-hmm. they're at war with them. Um, and that really started coming out. I mean, with the abortion stuff, with the you know all of that, uh, you know, the Obamacare mandates and all that. Um, it, it reminds me what the left wants to do, especially to religious schools. It reminds me a lot of what we used to call what Glenn used to name the most dangerous man in America was Cass Sunstein. And when he was with the Obama administration, I don't know if you guys remember, but he wrote that Atlantic article, and it was I could not believe he was bragging about this, but it was uh, I think it was titled uh open brain insert ideology Mm. seriously and it was all about indoctrinating kids through the public school system Mm -hmm. hello this is why conservatives have been saying let's get some options out there Mm -hmm. whether that's charter schools whether that's private schools like this Um, this is why the left hates that and that's why they'll do anything to you know try and stop that because Mm -hmm. they want to indoctrinate our kids um, so this was great. This is a long, st- a big step forward, and and helping to create more diversity in schools.
0: Yeah, um, Lauren Roberts called the state's decision to exempt donations to religious schools a discrimination. Uh, he said a state need not subsidize private education, but once a state decides to do so, it cannot disqualify some private schools solely because they are religious. Now, I know you are Canadian, but I also know you are much more familiar with uh, America and our Constitution <laughs> and our way of life than a lot of Americans are. <laughs> um, so do you uh, do you agree with uh, Robert's opinion there?
2: I absolutely agree with the opinion, but actually I'm more concerned about why this was even, the uh, the state ban was even implemented in the first place. Was I was reading it and I really couldn't understand their reasoning for doing so, other than screw religious schools and students who go to religious schools and as someone who went to a religious school, both for um, high school and university, I was very, very confused by it And for any voters out here who maybe aren't so hot on Trump right now, I think something like this, the fact that it was so close, is a good reminder of your vote still matters for these judicial nominations, whether or not you are Trump's biggest number one fan right now. Because keep in mind, this may seem like an obvious thing for conservatives. It wasn't that close. And, uh, you know, who knows if Biden is elected and R.G. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, RB, RBG. <laughs> uh, if she goes down, um, who knows what the future is going to look like for the course. So. And that is a, an interesting point
0: because, you know, he Trump campaigned on the Supreme Court mm-hmm. in 2016. And there were a lot of people I know who said, I really don't like the guy. I don't like his character. I really don't like anything about him. But I got to vote for him for the yes. Supreme Court. And now we've seen there's not been a lot. It's kind of much ado about nothing. There's not been a lot of something that you can hold on to and say, good, we finally have our conservative court.
1: Yeah, the, the Republicans are so hilarious on a lot of this stuff because, you know, before it was like, you know, just get, you know, just this election and, and, and we'll get rid of uh, or give us the president or give us the, the Senate or give us the uh, Congress and, and we'll overturn Obamacare. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Okay, well, we were just kidding. Now give us the presidency and we'll get rid of Obamacare. Nothing. Last election, it was kind of similar. Do you really want Hillary Clinton picking the next couple judges, you know, that are about to happen? No. That's what they... So now they're doing the same thing. They're like, okay, we're just kidding. One more election and we promise you the Supreme Court will. Come on, man. Although
2: I will have to say it's not just about the Supreme Court because there are a lot of lower level judges that the Trump administration has appointed, has gotten through. So I think, you know, we'll give them credit where it's due. But personally, when it comes to the Supreme Court, I'm just mad they chickened out with um, Barrett. Right. I think they should have just gone Mm -hmm. for it. You know what? Mm -hmm. They were afraid. I think that they were going to call her some crazy religious extremist, yada, yada. They did the exact same for Kavanaugh anyway. And I hope if we're like Republican strategists are listening, it should go to show that no matter what they do, they will hate you. So don't try to go, you know, half measures and um, like try to accommodate them because it's never going to work anyway. So you might as well. Um, do what you said you're going to do to your base you know, especially, and get in some
0: Especially when you're talking about you know, uh, the original list yeah. that President Trump had to choose from because both times I think with Gorsuch and with Kavanaugh we saw him deviate from that original list. With Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. With Kavanaugh, okay. Which um, made sense though. Well, I mean, don't say you're going to pick from this list and then at the last minute throw in some other ones. I, but I got that one
1: because that made sense to me because there's no way Kennedy is leaving unless there was some kind of backroom right. deal well, going right, on right, right there. So that was clearly why. Because I mean,
0: Kavanaugh was his boy.
1: Right, and that's why the freakout was so stupid because yeah. we're like, guys, the, there's no way Kennedy leaves that unless he knows he's getting a carbon copy yes. of himself yeah. in this seat. Yes. That's what. that was one of the reasons why it was so ridiculous. Yeah. But I, I would say one of the things that is really coming out of of all these different decisions right now, and especially, you know, I hate the fact that there are a ton of judges getting thrown in right now, and there's so much emphasis on the judges, mm-hmm. because right now they're acting like a virtual monarchy. So true. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, virtual When they were, they were a part, the last few, uh, what was the the last one where they just changed the wording?
0: It was the um, LGBT, the Civil that Rights was it. Act. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Come, are they just, you? They just kidding? redefined it. They, yeah, they didn't interpret it. They just completely redefined it entirely.
1: If I'm ever, I, I will never go for court stacking. I will never go for that. Um, but I could go for maybe this lifelong appointment thing. Maybe we should relook at it. Mm-hmm. I know it's very, very, you know, difficult. It's it's not an easy thing to argue. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. Maybe we should look into that because right now it's spinning wildly out of control towards, you know. Different, you know, uh, co-equal branches of government to one monarchical one yeah. who's willing, who can do whatever they want. It doesn't matter if the the president wants to do something about immigration. There's going to be a Ninth Circuit guy that's going to be like, no, nah, no, you're not. We're we're, just, we're. It's getting out of control.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. I am going to just kind of tiptoe up to uh, the topic of the Supreme Court decision yesterday. <laughs> um, Lauren, I, okay, so I read it, and of course we covered it on the show yesterday, but for those of you who may not have been watching, uh, it was a pretty big abortion case. They um, they had the opportunity to uh, uphold the Louisiana law that they made that was similar to the Texas law that said that abortion providers had to have admitting privileges in the hospital uh, within a certain radius of miles mm-hmm. uh, just in case something went wrong at the abortion clinic. They'd be able to protect their patient. Now, I look at it and I think if you're so into women's health and you're all about protecting, protecting the woman and women's rights, wouldn't this be a good thing in protecting women to make sure that you had an abortion provider that could give her life sustaining care should something go wrong?
2: Right. And that's not what I mean, they celebrated it. How are they getting this so backwards? Well, I think the difference is they like to paint themselves as being pro-women, but really they are just straight-up pro-abortion, right? And we've seen this with so many of these different laws. for some reason, abortion providers are given almost these exemptions when it comes to things that other clinics would never be able to do. And it is really frustrating because you could even be someone who is like a moderate pro-choice person, feels like fewer and fewer of them exist, but they are there, who might say that, hang on, um, I don't really agree with this, but you would still be labeled like this crazy extremist. Um, So I'm very confused by this decision. I think the whole Roe versus Wade and um, Matt Christensen, he's done a, a great series about how even the original ruling it was really an example of i think legislating from the bench yes so the fact that we are kind of just building on this i think you're right the whole what the supreme court has become it, they're essentially like an, another congress in the way that they're twisting things so yeah. Jason, disappointing I, I, I,
1: <laughs> okay, go ahead i'm talking about the farm bill so i'm go not gonna I, go, go, yeah.
2: off the
0: go ahead um, <laughs> I, uh, th-
1: this reminds me of a paper that I, it was in the, one of the U.K. big universities. I don't know, what, whatever, the, there's two of them. Whatever, it was one of them. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Okay. But it, it was a paper that, that it was actually an actual academic paper. And they were, they were trying to argue the fact that now that we are, you know, you can kill a baby right after birth, we can extend that out, you know, to toddler years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's getting insane. And they're, they're going forward, and they're saying that you absolutely cannot, you know, talk bad about this at all. You, you cannot impede abortion whatsoever. We're going forward. You can't have—there's no debate that you can have at all. And when you can—when there's basically more regulation in a freaking nail salon and a tattoo parlor.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. C- well, abortion, how is, abortion clinics were essential. All of these other places. Yeah. But were churches were churches were closed. Cancer
2: screenings, Cancer screenings. Cancer screenings. you could not Cancelled. get. Yeah.
0: Abortions you had to have because they were essential. Come on, man. I mean, uh, you
1: got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I. Don't, I didn't. I never even understood the argument. Kind of what you were just saying. I didn't understand the argument why it was so bad. Why it was impeding women from getting an abortion if they just had to go to one that was you know, met the regulated standards.
0: (laughs) What is? I mean, Well, Jason, they might have to drive, like, 50 extra miles or something. That's pretty inconvenient when you're trying to kill your kid. Never mind. You know?
1: Yeah, Yeah, I don't... Yeah, the the Supreme Court, I I don't really know what... uh, I do believe something is going to happen with the Supreme Court going forward. I know the left wants to do something, and I think the right is starting to want to do something. Mm -hmm. So I could envision... Actually, I can see debate going for it. I don't know if they would ever actually get the political power to do anything about it. But we saw in the Obamacare, and again, with Roberts, that, that when we got the behind the scenes of how that actually happened, mm-hmm. yeah. it wasn't any kind of interpretation of the law.
0: Right. It was it, just a backroom deal. It was a backroom deal. Mm-hmm. What are you there
1: for? Yeah. I've just given up on them.
0: Yeah. All right. We've got uh, a lot more coming up, including some states are now going backwards with all of these uh, COVID reopening of businesses and the economy. We will get into that. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Rough Greens. So, uh, if you're like me and also like Lauren, because I know she, what's your dog's name? Jelly Bean? Jelly Bean. Yes. <laughs> she And I mean, when yeah. I say she loves her dog, I love my dog. I mean, she loves her dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely a part of the family. My house, same way. Jason, you have a Doberman as well, just like I do. They're part of the family. You want to make sure that you're feeding them the best that there is. And if you're feeding them dry dog food, that's great. I'm sure that you're spending a lot like I am. I spend way too much on dry dog food. But I didn't realize until I looked into it that you're actually, you're thinking you're getting all of these vitamins, minerals, things like that. That's actually they're cooked out of it to give the dry dog food a long shelf life. Rough Greens is going to put all of those nutrients and minerals back into your dog's food. Now, it is not the dog food. It's a supplement that you put on top of that food so you can use the same food that you use, and it is jam-packed with the things that will promote a happy and healthier lifestyle. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega oils. It's got all of it. I used to go to this holistic vet. I know, make make money, it's fine. I'm that woman, okay? I went to the holistic vet, and they gave me like three different supplements that I had to give a couple times a day each just just to combine all of that into Everything that's already in Rough Greens is just the one supplement. If you care about your dog and you want to see your dog thrive and know that it is healthy, you got to take the Rough Greens 14-Day Jump Start Challenge. It's $14.95. You will see the difference in your dog in 14 days or less, especially if you have an older dog. You probably want to check this out. It's really good for mobility of joints and stuff like that. Uh, Go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That is R-U-F-F greens.com slash blaze. Back in a minute. All right. As uh, California, Texas and Arizona are seeing record number new COVID cases, uh, Arizona is clamping down. California is clamping down. I know L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti uh, said that there is now a hard pause on movie theaters, theme parks and other entertainment venues when they can reopen uh, L.A. County. Their beaches will be closed for Independence Day weekend. Fireworks displays will be banned because we don't want people enjoying their holiday. All right, no fireworks for you. Uh, Texas and Florida, of course, we've talked about the closure of the recently reopened bars. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy said yesterday indoor dining will not resume on Thursday as previously planned. Because of the rising number of cases, it will be postponed indefinitely. In Kansas, uh, they imposed a statewide mandate State requiring the wearing of masks in public spaces, which they said was necessary to avoid another shutdown. Florida, uh, Broward County and Palm Beach County will not open the beaches for the holiday as well, the July 4th holiday. And uh, we're just we're seeing all of these rollbacks. Now, I'll be interested. I will be very interested to get your opinion on this as well, Lauren, because, Jason, I know exactly where you stand. <laughs> I'm going to let you say it anyway. But um, I'm looking at all of the graphs and I'm trying to take in all of the science, yeah. right, even though we I'm supposed to. I'm a conservative, so I apparently I don't believe in science, but I'm trying to take in all the science I can. And while I do see a rise in cases nationwide, I also see the death rate going down yeah. And I read about hospitalizations, and I read that a lot of hospitalizations uh, are not even due to coronavirus itself. It's due to people waiting too long uh, to go into the hospital for something that's unrelated because they're scared to go into the hospital because they're going to get coronavirus. Now they end up in the hospital. Certainly, the ICUs are not bogged down right now. Um, So it's hard for me to understand how all of these rollbacks are justified. Yeah. Yeah. Jason,
1: I've been looking at a lot of a lot of the data, yeah. like, like you have, and I think it's I think it's pretty much certain that yes, we are seeing. I don't know if you want to call it a wave, but we are still seeing a lot of people. Uh, testing positive, which
0: I thought it. was like part of the deal of reopening, mm-hmm. right? So, like I thought we were supposed to be prepared for everyone to to get right, it, right? And right, We would see that once we started intermingling again. We
1: knew this was going to happen. Right. Um, now we're seeing a lot more younger people uh, that are getting it, but again, it's milder symptoms. So mm-hmm. I'm still looking at uh, the, the last data set that I saw was I think 99.6 percent of people, 99.6, have mild symptoms. Mm-hmm. They're either mild or I think they include mild as in that's still like you feel crappy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right, but right. It can be like either on the one end you just feel like you have allergies or mm-hmm. nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Or you feel really, really crappy for a couple weeks. Um, so we're, we're, we're seeing a lot of that. But, but yeah, like you said, that the death rate is, go, is still going down. Um, there's a lot of misinformation that I fear that some of these governors are just kind of taking it and freaking out. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Including ours.
1: Including mm-hmm. ours. So like he's seeing the Houston numbers. So, and there's, there's a huge thing that just came out about that. So the Houston, uh, the, the I guess the hospital uh, practitioners there were like, hey, we're at 95 to 97% capacity. And everyone freaked out.
0: And what's the, everyone con- freaked and what's out. the context with that, please? So,
1: so the context of that is that's, it's always like yeah. that. Thank you. It's absolutely, that's how they manage uh, the ICUs. Yeah, so they I think- always keep it at that capacity. And if they need more, they just add a few more beds. Right.
0: Right. So I think uh, I think they said this time last year they were at 95 percent capacity and this year they're at like, what, 96 or 97. So it's essentially the same. Right. But if you but if you're hearing the mainstream media report it, they're not giving you that context. Right. And you hear a bunch of people saying, well, oh, my gosh, they're at 97 percent capacity. We have to shut down. You have to wear a mask or else you're a horrible person who's killing grandma. Then when you bring in the context that Jason brought in, it's like, oh, Wait, so why are why are we doing all of this? You know what's
1: ridiculous is that they're trying to make this a red versus blue thing, yeah. which kind of cracks me up because they're like, oh, yeah, Texas and Florida, and, you know, they're very, very, you know, Characteristically red, and then oh yeah, but then California who's beating everybody, yeah. but we shouldn't pay attention New York. to that. Right.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Who
1: have been hardcore lockdown, yeah. like they're like straight up like Nazi level, you know, like fascist over here, but we're not like that. But they're having a harder uh, time with it. Now why is that? Mm. And it's also like they're like oh we've traced these uh, this current surge to around you know June fifteenth, you know time frame, something like that. <laughs> What was going on right no there? We have no idea. Oh, you know, it's probably those like 25% capacity, like Wendy's, where people <laughs> are sitting <laughs> yeah, in there. Right. They're the ones. Okay, go- give me a break. It's obvious. There's thousands of people protesting and rioting on the streets. Well, they now have... we're surprised that young people, the same ones that are out in the streets, now they're testing positive.
0: They have that plausible deniability, Lauren, because uh, as we saw, the contact tracers are not were not allowed yeah. to ask if they had been in attendance <laughs> at any of the protests, so that that wouldn't factor into the. Information. Information. Um, so what are your thoughts on, on all of this craziness?
2: I mean, well, first off, I think it's important that we all keep in mind, and you, you've alluded to this on the show a lot, that the point of locking down wasn't just let's all hunker down until a vaccine is created. It was let us try to avoid overwhelming the hospital yeah. so that way we can slow the spread of this. It was never, and it was never intended to just we'll stay like this until just inde- indefinitely. Right. right. Well, we're going to hide until the virus
0: goes away. Right. right. That was
2: that was never. So first off, we need to, like you said, expect that, oh, yes, when we start to Open, um, there are going to be increased like positive test cases, but as long as I think we keep an eye on the death rate, which continues to go down, that's a much better gauge of where we are at with this thing. So that's the the first thing to keep in mind, which I feel like everyone has forgotten. Right. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is a lot of these governors. What is really frustrating is that when we see these cases start to rise and they say, "Oh, we need to do something," for some reason the first instinct is let us punish the business owners, let's punish the everyday citizen who's just trying to live their life, versus hey. Maybe let's address the fact that there are thousands of people in the streets, right? And it's especially frustrating when we look at places like Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, I forget what it was, Pride or yeah, Anti-Trump or yeah. yeah, something like that. Thousands and thousands of people. And you had the whole mainstream left-wing media saying, this is amazing, look how beautiful, while simultaneously saying, look how evil red states are for trying to open things up. And it's like, hang on, if we're going to, like, well, let's at least get on the same page here. Either we all need to lock back down because the numbers are increasing too quickly, or let's all just get out and protest whatever we want. We can't have it both ways. It doesn't make sense. Yeah.
1: I remember seeing a video, I think it was in New York, where a Black Lives Matter protest went marching down the street past a hospital and the nurses and doctors oh. came out and they were yes. clapping for them. Yes, yeah. And then they're, they're probably the same ones that are making little TikTok videos. Yes. How sure. dare yeah. you go out? Yeah. How dare you not wear a mask?
0: Well, I mean, remember when the the protesters were conservatives who were protesting to be able to reopen their... Then they just and wanted to families? kill grandmothers. Yeah. Right. That was what we heard from them every single time was, well, why do you... you are literally killing people by standing out It's here. a very
2: politically savvy virus, actually. As long as you, <laughs> right? like, mass and Black Lives Matter signs both equally effective at a deterring coronavirus. It's yeah. amazing that, that the okay. science is there for that. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, no, but, I mean, you know, you look at this and you would think that there would be someone who would say, especially Governor Abbott, I've loved how he has handled most things, generally speaking. I think he completely botched this. But you look at, let's say, L.A., um, L.A. County. They've had very, very strict regulations. They've had the mask mandates. People have been wearing masks there for a long time, and they're still seeing the surge. Mm -hmm. So it's frustrating for me to look back and say, well, how are these other states going to say, oh, we've got a surge, too? You know what? will wear masks now. Because I'm like, well, L.A. has been wearing masks this entire time. What did it do for them? What did it do for them? No one's paying attention to the science.
1: The mask thing's driving me crazy right now because it's like this big, like, shaming thing yes. now, especially on social media.
0: It's such a virtue like, signal
1: now. Yeah, I don't... I don't I, screw that. You know, I've told you before, I'm never going to wear one of those things. In fact, I've tried... Because now it's like you see you go to Walmart here and you see the signs up. I've tried to slip in and my uh, my wife and kids, they won't do it because they're too afraid. So they got their masks on. Of course I'm sticking out. I'm like the six eighty-five person, you know, standing everywhere, I'm sticking out and bald. And so I'll like you know walk in and I'm like excuse me sir I'm like and I'm like okay I'll fine I'll wait in the car I, I will not do it screw it really I won't do in it in
2: Asian culture uh, I came from I come from Hong yes. Kong which we've a little thing called SARS which may may not have <laughs> been our fault Um uh, mask culture is very common there it's actually seen as rude if you are sick to go out without a mask so conceptually like I don't have a problem with it do I like it no but there's this narrative that's been growing now where it's like uh, a way to cure coronavirus right. and it's like if you're sick and you need to go out yeah i mean i don't want your sniffles right but it's not it's not an invisibility cloak cloak from coronavirus and i know i went to the zoo the other day and we we had to wear masks outside and it's like i am like 20 feet away from the nearest person right we are a and we're also outside which right. we know now from studies really reduces the risk of transmission it's like why yeah why or we wouldn't have like the restaurant rule now where you can we have to wear a mask to go into the restaurant but as soon as you're at the table you take it off yeah. and it's like this isn't science right like, you can want masks, but you can at least admit that this isn't doing anything it's just a
0: feel-good thing yes i think and if they would just be clear with that and just be transparent and say you know what it helps everyone feel better if you just wear your mask we realize that the science isn't there it this seems very arbitrary but also we don't really know what we're doing because we keep changing our stance yeah, and on, especially like make me feel if better.
2: you want to wear a mask that's one thing but you have to realize like someone else wearing a mask if you are covered and protecting yourself you're still covered and pretty, right, right? I feel right. like we've lost sense of how exactly viruses are transmitted. Yes. <laughs> well,
0: I don't know if you know this, but this is actually the first virus that humans have ever had to deal with. Yeah. Uh-huh. We've never
2: had any viruses before now, yeah, so
0: we're just learning how to handle viruses. All
2: right. Uh, actually, wait, before we... Yeah, like, remember how they were saying that we need to do mail-in ballots because it's too dangerous yes. to vote? Yes. Yeah. Like, are we still carrying on with that idea or have the protest? Like, I, I'm just trying to keep up <laughs> with whether coronavirus is done or not, because if it seems like it changes day to day. Well, um, that's because it does. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that um, the protests
0: will be fine as long as they are woke enough. Right. And then, and then the mail-in ballots will come into play in November suddenly. Yeah. Suddenly we'll have, we will have no warnings. We just, we're just really going to need it. All right. Uh, we've got more to come back in a minute. Yeah, it's so frustrating. I'm just like, yeah. And with, um, with the mask mandates, at least here, um, there's no. All right, the NBA. Um, I I think I can speak for everyone at the table when I say that we were just waiting on pins and needles, waiting for the NBA to get involved in the social justice debate. Oh, did they finally? Yeah, finally. Oh, I know, God. right? We are just like, "God, I can't <laughs> wait for all of these sports organizations to yes. get more involved in the social justice debate because we haven't been dealing with that <laughs> for the last couple of years." Uh, the NBA has now decided to uh, work with the players' union to paint quote, Black Lives Matter on both sides of the courts in Walt Disney World arenas, where, of course, the league is going to play uh, when it resumes because it's been paused due to the coronavirus. Of course, that's where they're going to play all their games and they are going to make sure that they put this Black Lives Matter sign on both sides of the court, along with allowing players to put social justice messages on Jerseys, Ugh. so thankfully you'll know exactly yes. where the players stand because you didn't before. Yeah. They were very bashful about sharing it.
1: Yeah, that, that is so brave of the NBA. That is so brave. And since they've reached that level of bravery, I hope they also put free Hong Kong. <laughs> well, that's what I and was going to put that ask. on the back of their jerseys as yeah. well. Yeah, I if allow that. What do you
0: I, think?
2: I'm thinking the answer is no. <laughs> yeah, Lauren. <laughs> um, so I, first off, to all of like these social justice activists, what I need them to understand is that if your movement has corporate sponsorships. You are not anti establishment. Like, you are not, quote, like the resistance fighting against the man. Like, you are the man. The man. Every single major corporation <laughs> and celebrity is on board with you. So, like, that's just what's obnoxious. But you're exactly right. There is this huge double standards. These companies, specifically the NBA, I think we all know why, I want to pretend yeah. to be vocal with this. But, like, when it came down to it, where you have an actual human rights violation issue, where you have this group of people, an entire, like, city state essentially, being oppressed by an authoritarian government, what you claim to be fighting against with this, you say nothing because it affects your pocketbook. So I am not in the mood to be preached at by these people, uh, really about anything, about anything. And
1: I think that's going to hurt them. As well, it's already a smaller season, but I've like, I've seen a lot of people talking and just looking through the comment sections of some of these articles. People are pissed, mm-hmm. and for good reason. We want to watch the NBA. We haven't had sports in forever. I'm mm. I'm about to freak out because I'm watching <laughs> golf for crying out loud. Oh, no. I know you don't want
0: to get that desperate. Uh, no, I know, but I, I watch golf if I want to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but the the, the NFL is going to be just as
0: bad. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that is really going I'm, to – I'm boycotting the NBA. I'm not watching the NBA over this. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm not going to watch You're it. You're
0: not ready to make that decision on the NFL, though. That's where I am. I can't I, quite I can't yet, do either. That yet. I know. I can't. But you know what? At least I come out and tell you guys. There are a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm boycotting the NFL. And then secretly on Sundays, they're yeah. just watching it and not telling anyone. Oh, so. well, see,
2: I am boycotting – I mean, I've been boycotting for essentially all my life because I've never watched it, but I can at least be, like be honest and – sure when i say i will not be watching these games well and Principal. the reason is just it that Irrelevant. doesn't, matter. doesn't, matter. As it doesn't a, matter as a
1: canadian what sport can you boycott curling or
2: um well <laughs> any time i tell someone i'm canadian hockey. like the first yeah that's the hockey. first thing they say it's like so hockey <laughs> and i'm like I went to a hockey camp when I was a kid. Yes, that is <laughs> my level of engagement with that. So I don't I, are we social justice? when it comes to that? I don't even know. I don't think so. I don't think we're as bad well, yet.
0: It's interesting, too, because when you look at, you know, um, certainly ESPN, there's, <clears throat> there's a correlation there with them getting woke and talking about politics and their ratings going yeah. down. They so don't you would, seem to care well you would th- that's what i'm saying i mean you would think that they're in it for the money right so you would think that they would look at that and go okay maybe we need to course correct here and stop doing this and see what it does to our ratings and instead they just double down on it
1: i know what's weird is and, th- and this is this goes all the way from like people uh, like organizations like espn all the way down to local talk radio it really does. Like, and if you if you listen to some of the local stations around Dallas, Fort Worth, all they're talking about is social justice stuff. Mm. That's all. They won't talk about sports.
0: No, I will uh, say right now, I almost feel bad for them because there's no sports to talk about. It's true, right? But, like, how do you go on a sports talk radio show every day? Right now for the last three months and talk about sports every day when there's none being played. I'd be making some crap up.
1: I'd yeah. be like holding like I'd be getting all the kids in my neighborhood together to play some baseball and I'd film that and I'd talk about it the next morning. Anything but social justice.
2: Yeah, Timmy's form crap. Terrible oh my He's gosh, never going yes. anywhere with a that. scouting
1: report no. on Timmy. <laughs>
0: I did see, I did see um I forget which channel. It may have been some ESPN 400. or what there's so many <laughs> ESPNs now, but it was a game of horse. And it was streamed. So like they were all in separate locations (laughs) and they were playing horse in separate locations. And that's what was on. One of the sports channels. That's okay. how desperate they got. I, uh, oh,
1: I. What's the what's the game where you throw the beanbag into the uh, cornhole? Cornhole. They had the cornhole championship, <laughs> and I was watching it at the gym. I actually went three extra miles because I was so into it. I was just, like glued to the screen. <laughs> I looked down. I was like eight miles. Holy crap!
0: <laughs> um, but no. So it's not just the NBA. It's not just sports in general. It's Hollywood as yeah. well, and Hollywood's one of the worst. Lauren, um, do you do you think that Hollywood will ever see any sort of repercussions? The more involved they get in this because I don't see people not going to movies. I don't see people hitting it you know, to them in their pocketbooks. And they just seem to be getting louder and louder with, with less evidence to back their stance up on.
2: Yeah. Well, with Hollywood, you need to look specifically at which movies and which shows. So we love talking about movies and TV on my show. And Terminator Dark Fate was one of the woke kind of like, we're going to take this established franchise, but insert female characters in it because now it's this is better for some reason, right? <laughs> 2020, um, we do see a pattern of get woke, go broke, right? There was this all-female Charlie's Angels reboot that yes. came out at the end of last year Ghost that movie. had a female Bosley at Ghostbusters, the Terminator Dark Fate. Um, we've seen most recently with The Last of Us 2, which is a game, uh, the new female Doctor Who. Like the, When it comes to like individual franchises that do kind of push this woke message, we do see people saying, hang on, this isn't very good. But but it's kind of like what you mentioned with, with sports. For some reason they keep doing it again and again. So I don't know when they're finally going to get the message or maybe I was wrong and some people, like capitalism really doesn't take into account the fact that some people do not care if they lose millions and millions of dollars when they're so wrapped up in this de- ideology. Like they would rather talk about social justice than actually make content people want to see. It's hard It's, it's hard to believe that that would be true. I don't know. I, 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 I wish it wasn't the case because I'm sick of these bad movies. No. <laughs>
1: you, you, know, you know that I worked in that industry for a long time, so like it, it, it annoys me even more because I know how these people really are. Yeah. Yeah. I know how they are when they're when the cameras are turned off. 95 to 99% of them are awful human beings. Yeah. And the thing is, is that for some reason they've kind of been untouchable. They've been behind their stupid little public service announcement on NBC where they look like, you know, they're petting a kitty and stuff. And, right. Um, so people think that's who they are. But th- we got more and more like Weinstein type stories mm-hmm. that are coming out. More and more where they're getting shown that they're, they're hypocrites. You know, yeah. like all of them, most of them are just bad people. I think the more that starts to come out, the more. Hopefully, there can be like a culture change in Hollywood. I don't know. Because it's been so solidified on the left for, what, since like the 40s or 50s, it seems like. It's insane.
2: Yeah. You're exactly right. And we did um, this segment on my show not too long ago about Ansel Elgort, who is the ba- the actor from Baby Driver, right? Yes. The main actor. Yes. And his Instagram feed is just like chef's kiss best example of Hollywood. It's Black Lives Matter post, Black Lives Matter posts, Black Lives Matter posts. Apology for sexual misconduct, because it got me too'd. Like, right. And it's like literally one after another. And it's like, yeah, that is what Hollywood is. Virtue signal, virtue signal, virtue signal. Oops, turns out I'm just a really bad person. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and if you are in the right group... They'll completely overlook it. They'll accept yeah. your apology. <laughs> if you're not woke enough, you don't get yeah. the apology accepted. Case in point, your Jimmy Kimmel. Ruined. He, mm-hmm. he made
1: an apology. He didn't have to. Yeah. He's the untu- He's one of the untouchables. His,
0: apo- his apology was even... I mean, it was a very condescending apology, too. He wasn't it, He wasn't even like, I'm really sorry. He was like, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm sorry because a bunch of people are trying to take what I did and make it into a bad thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> His wasn't even a real apology. Yeah. Uh, all right, we've got more coming up, uh, including... of Democratic voters think Joe Biden has dementia. (laughs) Somehow he's still up in the polls. We'll get into that when we come back.
1: The thing with Jimmy Kimmel is he didn't have to apologize for No. Uh, Well, not only for the point that I made, but he didn't do anything wrong.
0: All right, uh, 20% of democratic voters think that Joe Biden have dementia 38% of uh, all likely U.S. voters believe the same, and uh, 61 percent believe that it is important for Biden to address the issue publicly. I did see, actually, as I was walking onto set here, I did see a video that is circulating online of a voter. I don't I assume he's a Democratic voter. I don't know for sure. But he said he asked Joe Biden the question. He said, I'm like, you know, 12 years younger than you. I sometimes have times where I can tell that my cognitive abilities have declined with my age. You're older than me. Um, are you going to get tested for any sort of cognitive de- decline and let the American people know? And he said, I've, oh, I've been tested for my cognitive abilities. I'm, I'm always tested for my cognitive abilities, and I can't wait to show the difference between my cognitive abilities and the guy I'm running against. And I was like, I don't see that going yeah. well at all. But somehow... He's still up by nine points in uh, in all of the polling right now. I, I what, what am I missing? What am I missing, Lauren? Because I look at this and I'm like, even if you just set, like, set aside the people who are going to think Trump is awful no mm-hmm. matter what he does, I would think that there were enough reasonable people who would go, okay, I mean, maybe Trump's a little bit of a wild card in regard to his character, but you can't have someone with dementia running the country. Yeah. And
2: that's why I don't... I don't want to be just one of those people that says the polls don't like what I... Wh- I don't like what the polls say, therefore I'm going to ignore them. Right. But I'm kind of in the same position. Like, I'm l- I'm listening to Joe Biden, yeah. and it's kind of... I don't know if you guys have seen the Joe Biden mad where it's like you take uh, random no. verbs, and th- oh, it's man. really, really funny, and you make your own Joe Biden sentence. And sometimes they're actually <laughs> right. more, co- more coherent than what he actually says. So I don't know if it's necessarily... If the polls are true, I think it might be people just voting against Trump than rather for Biden, if it's real. Because I can't imagine anybody Listening to Joe Biden and thinking, yes, this is the man that I trust, that I want. I think if anything, the people who are still voting for Biden, and who are part of that 20 percent that think he has dementia, are hoping, I hope that his chief of staff, someone on his team will have it. He'll just be like a figurehead because otherwise I don't know how you can reconcile. I want this guy in charge. But also, he probably shouldn't be allowed to drive anywhere because he's not all there. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Jason. This is why it's scary for the Trump campaign, in mm-hmm. my opinion, right now. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I'm like you, Lauren. I don't know what to think about the polls. Yeah. They were so bad last time. I don't know what to think about them now. It's
0: hard to buy into them, but you also don't want to completely overlook them. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. you, then you, like, there's no reason to be cocky, especially in this election. But exactly. there's,
1: there's a weird feeling, though. And I remember when the, su- the ter- was uh, Terry, the sexual assault sexual yeah. allegation, yeah. when that came out, there was some big-name journalists that were like, yeah, he might have done it. I don't care. I'm still yeah. voting for him. Yeah, yeah. They don't care. And you mentioned just voting against Trump, and that's mm-hmm. exactly. It. They don't care. Right. They don't care if they put in a sexual assaulting, dementia having, <laughs> you know, old geezer in there. Mm-hmm. They yeah. do not care. And I, uh, there's such a, an emotional thing. It's very similar to the Hillary hate that mm-hmm. was, you know, in the last election. They didn't. Care. No, they didn't. A vast majority didn't like Trump. Mm-hmm. I didn't like Trump. Mm-hmm. I was a Ted Cruz guy. Yeah. Um. I was fully in camp uh, in on his camp, but. You know, When it came to you know, voting for either Hillary Clinton or literally anyone else, they wanted literally anyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a, there's a strange, you know, that, that feeling is back right now. Yeah. So I'm scared. And the Trump campaign needs to kick itself in the rear because they're screwing up right now. Mm-hmm. They're doing crappy right now. They're not handling this whole uh, rioter stuff uh, the way they should be. They're not handling the uh, the statue stuff the way they should be. You can't tweet law and order in all caps. <laughs> you've got to follow it up with law and order.
0: What yeah. if you have you like know? three exclamation points after? Mm-hmm. Oh, that you might know. be another story. Yes. Yeah.
1: Maybe. you know, That's another step forward. But come on. Yeah. right? Yeah. You've got to step. You've got to address this. You've got to be a strong leader on it. And it's almost like they're kind of taking the, the stance of, well, maybe if I, you know, I... Pretend it's not there. Maybe it won't be there. You know, mm-hmm. I, no, that's not the way this is going to work. They have to do some serious work, some serious work, if they want to, if they want to, you know, gain some ground here.
0: Yeah, it's scary. Lauren, how much of a factor do you think that uh, Joe Biden's vice president pick will play into, uh, you know, what the voters decide?
2: I think it's hard. Well, I think there are a lot of progressives who are saying I'm not going to vote blue no matter who, whatever, because I I wanted Yang. I wanted Sanders. So for those people, if he were to throw the V, which we know he's not going to do. But if he were to choose someone like Sanders, I think it would go a long way for them specifically. Um, He's not going to do that. He's already said, you know, woman of color, et cetera, et cetera. So I I think a lot of people don't actually understand what a vice president does, right? They think that he's like co-president when really that's right. not the case. It's I mean you're you're kind of like a glorified first lady in a, in a yeah. lot of in a lot of terms. <laughs> yeah. um, I think trying to court maybe the progressive vote more and rally up his base is the best they could hope to do. But I I doubt there is anyone he could pick who would check all of his intersectional boxes that would actually get voters who are on the fence excited about voting for him. I can't think of anybody.
0: Yeah, Jason, what do yeah.
1: you think? Uh, it's Kamala Harris. I'm 90% sure. Well the cop? I think so. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I know. I mean how do
0: that's,
1: you that's how thing. do you
2: play to your they base? Won't exactly. They won't care. Yeah. They
1: won't care. They will not care about her past record on that. They won't. She checks off those intersexual marks I, mar-
2: I agree
0: with you, I think about the the regular regular Democrat base. But the progressives that Lauren's talking about with Yang Gang and the hardcore Bernie Sanders people, I feel like they care. Yeah. Because they tr- the people who truly believe in those progressive, radical ideals,
2: they care. That's the problem. And it's like but you would, you would think that by choosing a woman of color VP, those would be the per- the people who right. you're trying to court, but by picking Kamala Harris, they don't like Kamala Harris. Yeah. And yeah. what's weird is that Joe Biden is more popular among African American voters. Then Kamala then Harris. Kamala. <laughs> so it's like, who are you, who, like, I, I think on paper they're probably going to go with it, but I think it would be a bad strategy for them if they did.
1: There's a, yeah, The only you know, person that I think that would fit the progressive calls for for who they would want would maybe be Stacey Abrams.
2: Which uh, hilarious. Completely ridiculous. She's busy being governor. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Well, uh,
0: until that awful, like, faux election that was held. Yeah. They stole the seat from her. All right, back in a minute. <laughs> I hope they do that. I hope I know. Abrams. Uh, would be pushing her. No. Yesterday's poll, who is the most liberal justice on the Supreme Court? Uh, well, your options were Justice Roberts, Justice Roberts Justice Roberts and also (laughs) Justice Roberts. So it should come as no surprise to anyone that Justice Roberts won this one. That's funny. By 100 percent, (laughs) obviously, if you add up all of the Justice Roberts. Good troll move, social media team. Good troll move. Uh, Today's poll, what word best describes Joe Biden? Sleepy, corrupt, senile or creepy? I feel like we've already had this one. Maybe they're they're new adjectives. I don't know. Sleepy, corrupt, senile, or creepy. We really are in desperate need of an all of the above option.
1: You can't pick. It's like, which kid do you like the most, Jason? I can't tell you Oh, come
0: on. You have a favorite child. (laughs) Everyone has a favorite child. Don't even tell me you don't have a favorite child. (laughs) Sleepy, corrupt, senile, or creepy. Now, if I was being serious, I think I would have to say corrupt because he's so corrupt. A lot of it has gone unreported. Yeah. But he's, like, one of the most corrupt politicians.
1: So you think he's more corrupt than he is senile at this point? See?
2: But I see, like, I can see (laughs) See? (laughs) that applying to Joe Biden in the past, but I think we're reaching a level where he's too senile to be competently corrupt. That's a great point. (laughs) You
0: know? That's that's what, I I know we have to go, but that's what, like, I'm, like, Actually, they could put him on the stand and he would say, I don't remember doing any of these things. Yeah. I believe it. He's, like, He's telling the truth. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for being here.
1: Now we know why they're
2: pushing it. I
1: Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at BlazeTV.com.